I've been a Christian for over 20 years and I've been single and abstaining for most of them. So I've seen all the dating mistakes that most Christians make and I've even made several of them myself. And I wanna share these with you in hopes of helping you save some pain and wasted time. And I believe that if you can avoid these mistakes, not only are you going to find your Mr. or Mrs. Right faster, you're gonna be able to get everything God wants to give you out of this season of singleness and just wring every blessing out of it. So let's go. Rob Kowalski back again with another video on how to navigate your season of singleness successfully. And today I wanna to talk about the most common mistakes that I see Christians make and what you can do to make sure that you don't make those same ones. But before we get into it, if you're not already a subscriber, go ahead and subscribe now. Make sure you hit the bell icon so you get notified when I post new videos. And then if you enjoy this video, hit the thumbs up button, leave a comment below with your biggest takeaway, and then even consider sharing this video with someone that needs to hear it. All right, let's go. Make sure you stay tuned until the end because I have some special bonuses that I wanna share with you. Number one, they date out of loneliness. Look, dating is a relatively new concept. Up until 100 years ago, dating didn't even exist. Courtship was what people did. But dating is almost like divorce training when you think about it because it's very easy to get into a pattern of dating someone and then breaking up and then dating someone else and then breaking up and then taking that pattern into your marriage and that would result in a divorce, obviously. So you wanna make sure that you're not dating uh, for any other reason with the intention of to marry that person. And you wanna make sure that you're saying your best yes, not your first yes, your third yes, or maybe even your 10th yes. And the best way to do that is not to date from a place of loneliness, also known as desperation. I want you to think about it like this. When you go to the grocery store hungry, don't you always pick up some things that you don't want? Of course you do. You put some things in your cart. If you look at the things even in the first aisle at the grocery store, they're never things that can satisfy you long-term. It's like the snacks and the chips and the cookies. The pot roast is in the back, but it takes time to walk through the grocery store to get to those things. So that's what you wanna do is you wanna make sure that you're not dating from a place of desperation and you're not thirsty. Uh, I think about the woman at the well. She was literally thirsty, but she also had five husbands. So she was literally and figuratively thirsty. And that's not what you wanna do. And the easiest way to not make that mistake is to cultivate a community of people that are like-minded, that can support you in this journey. I have done that through being part of a faith community, but I also started a nonprofit called CityFam. You can check it out at cityfam.com, and if there's not one in your area, you can contact us, and we will show you how you can get started. Mistake number two is people lower their standards. And I've seen this a lot where people start out with good intentions, they wanna, a woman wants to marry a kingdom man or a man wants to marry a queen, but the weight takes its toll and then they start to get tired and they quit or they tap out or they lose faith and they think that God's forgotten about them and then they take matters into their own hands. And if they've done what I suggested in point number one in cultivating a community, they often trade life-giving relationships for non-life-giving relationships and then they wind up with neither. The word says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will, will reap a harvest if we don't give up. It doesn't say if we don't sin or we don't get tired. It says if we don't quit. So you wanna make sure that you're not just tapping out and giving up. God has not forgot about you. God knows exactly where you are and what you're going through and he is preparing you and he is preparing someone else for you. So do not go out and uh, lower your standards. Do not missionary date, which is a terrible strategy thinking, oh, I can change them, dating someone's potential instead of where they are right in that moment. You can't change yourself. How are you gonna change someone else? So make sure you're not compromising on your values and don't be unequally yoked. The other thing that I see that's very closely related to this is oftentimes uh, 
people will sleep with the, the other person. A woman will sleep with a man thinking that, oh, once I put it on him, he's going to wife me. And, and, and it's oftentimes it's the opposite that happens. So waiting isn't easy, but learn to manage that appetite. So you, again, you can say your be best yes. The easiest way to do this upfront is to make a list of what you're looking for so you don't get duped while you're waiting. Have some non-negotiables. You know, for me, I want uh, a woman that loves Jesus, that I'm physically attracted to, that's not naive and is a hustler. Those are just some non-negotiables. So, but I have a much longer list. I will say, don't get so stuck on your list that you miss someone that maybe isn't everything that you wanted. Your head can't tell your heart how to feel. But I would have some non-negotiables so that you're not compromising on your values and lowering your standards. Mistake number three, they don't set and keep strong boundaries. Most of us know that premarital sex is a sin, but oftentimes we want to play with fire. We want to see how close we can get without getting burned. And oftentimes we drift into sin and the consequences are the same as if we never tried at all. What happens is when you engage in sex, premarital sex, is you often get a soul tie with the wrong person and very easily drift into a relationship, if not drift into a marriage with the wrong person. This is why the divorce rate in this country is 50%. So you can't expect to do what everyone else is doing and not get what everybody else has. So you got to be smart here. Two ways to combat this. First, you have to know yourself. The word says, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. So be very honest with yourself about what are the things that cause you to sin. Some people ask me, is it okay to sleep over uh, someone's house or cuddle? And for me, it's not because that would cause me to sin. The other thing you can do is to remove people, places, and things, all obstacles that would cause you to fail. You know, for me, I was sober for six and a half years. I didn't even let myself be in the presence of a woman alone because I had made a mistake after several years of abstinence. So you have to be very honest with yourself and then take extreme precautions to make sure that you are setting good boundaries. One thing to mention, when you set your boundaries, don't set them so far out that if you cross them, you're already sinning. Set them far enough back that if you cross them, you're not yet sinning. You don't wanna go over the cliff when you cross your boundaries. Some people tell me, well, my boundary is not to have sex. That's a terrible boundary. You, my boundary is not to be alone with a woman because it, there were times that I was alone with a woman and, and my alarm went off. And I wasn't doing anything wrong, but I was on alert. And that's the kind of boundaries that you wanna set for yourself. Mistake number four, and this is one I see all the time, is people don't use their time off proactively. People are literally waiting around for someone to come along and fix them, for God to send them a husband or a wife and to snap them out of their loneliness. And look, it just doesn't work like that. God gave you this season of singleness as a blessing because you have a lot of time, time that you can focus on yourself and on becoming that right person instead of just looking for that right person to come along. One day you're going to have a, a husband or a wife and you're not going to be able to just focus on yourself. You're going to have to focus on their happiness. But right now is a great time to focus on you. So I would start a passion project. You could write a book or start a nonprofit or get on leadership at your church. Learn another language. There's a, a million things that you could be doing with your time instead of sitting around commiserating about how bad it is because you don't have love in your life. Cultivate a great community of people to do life with, but just get out there, travel, whatever it is, become the best version of you, and that's gonna raise your value so when that right person comes along, they see that, and that will attract them faster. Mistake number five, they don't have any balance. I see people that are Christians that are either way too carnal, they're way too physical and don't have any spiritual fruit or don't have any spiritual maturity, or I see another side that are way too spiritual. They're so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. You try to have a conversation with them and they almost speak in like King James language. You can't even have a conversation with them. It almost just comes out weird. 
But if you look at Jesus, Jesus was able to hang out at Matthew's house with sinners. Sinners love to hang out with Jesus. So he was probably pretty cool and relatable. The reason that Jesus was able to do this is because he knew who he was. The religious people, the Pharisees in his day, didn't know who they were. They, were, they weren't hanging out with sinners and they were actually criticizing him for doing it. So I would say be around people that are cool and relatable, but also love God. And the way to do this is don't feel like you have to fit in anyone else's box. Just be you. Be the unique person that God created you to be. So try to have that balance. And I believe that that's going to be uh, something that will help you attract that person into your life faster. So those were my five common dating mistakes that Christians make and what to do about them. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, hit the thumbs up button. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit the bell icon. Leave me a comment below with your biggest takeaway from this video. I want to tell you about a couple special bonuses. First, visit my website, robbkowalski.com, and I have something on there called the Dating While Waiting Guide. It's an ebook that I put together with all my best tips and tricks for how to navigate the season that you're in and how to go about dating without making all the, the common mistakes that most people make. It's yours for free when you join my super fan. The second thing I want to tell you about is I have a course. Uh, I actually have two courses, one for men called Unleash the Best You and a second course called the Proverbs 31 Blueprint. And they're both designed to help you maximize this time that you're in right now, this season that you're in, so that you can become your best self and you can attract a higher quality mate. You can go to, again, robbykowalski.com or you can go to unleashthebest.com if you're a man or proverbs31blueprint.com if you're a woman. Lastly, I want to tell you about my heart, and that's the organization that I helped start called CityFam. And we are a like-minded community of people that love to do life together and are all about becoming the best version of ourselves and enjoying the process. So you can find or start a chapter today. If you don't know how to do that, you can just reach out to me at rob at cityfam.com and I'll give you more information. So that's all for now. I'll see you on the next video. Thank you.